0: Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Music. You just had the thing in front of it. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music or at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. Make sure to leave a
1: review. Five stars only accepted. I'm your host, Meredith Masony. That's not true. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Apparently, I'm going through puberty. Sorry, I don't know what that was. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we're going to be
0: talking a little bit with Tiffany about her chakras. And then we are going to discuss um, 90 Day Fiance with an actual 90 Day Fiancé, my very good friend, Jebediah Smith. That's not her name, but it is <laughs> Jebba and she is here in studio with us today. Woohoo! So yes. welcome to the show. Uh yes.
1: Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> today we today we have Abby from Vermont opening things up for us. Be sure to call us at 315-834-2696 and leave us a message. So that you can open the show for us.
0: Hi, this is Abby from Vermont. I am the owner of a fiercely independent two year old. And uh, I just wanted to say I love you guys. I discovered your podcast a year ago, and I binged the whole thing in a weekend. Um, now, let's start off the show with a mom fail moment, because we all struggle as us moms, and
1: anybody that hasn't is a big old f***ing lie Love Ooh. you guys. Bye.
0: Well, she's my friend for sure now.
1: Yes. She said the F word.
0: Yeah. she. We could totally <clears throat> be friends. It's my favorite word. I know, I know it is, you got in trouble. <laughs> I did get in trouble yeah. the other night, but I, I've, it's hard for me because I do like, I do like to curse and I don't do it often on Facebook because, you know, you're not supposed to. Um, but I, it's just part of my, what's the word? Vernacular.
1: Binoculars?
0: No. What does that have <laughs> to do with anything? Vernacular. <laughs> Am I correct, Jebba? Yes. That's what I thought. Okay. All right. Well, so, so Tiffany DeVille, can you tell me? Wait, does
1: Jebba have a mom fail?
2: Oh, every day.
1: Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Let's it, give us one. Give us one. Oh, gosh. No pressure.
2: Every- I know. It's a lot of pressure. Well, I mean, I've, I don't know. Every day I feel like I'm doing something wrong, but right now, I have a teenager, or she's becoming a teenager. She doesn't Mm. believe anything I say. Everything I say is dumb and stupid, and I don't know the words she's using. She says cringy all the time. Mm. Mm. It's like learning a new vocabulary. But anyways, I'm just trying.
1: Yes, same. Absolutely. I'm excited that you're here. I didn't even know anything... (laughs) Oh, that's not true because I told you that she was going to be in town
0: that. and that we were going to interview her because she was a 90 day fiance. Did you, did you write it down? What would be the difference? You wouldn't read it if I wrote it. it okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> it's true. You, I have a, she just said a,
0: she's
2: not opening her email.
1: Yeah. She's full of crap. So I'm on strike. She's on enough. strike.
0: Tell us about that though. That's what I wanted. I figured we could start there with your strike. Yeah.
1: So, um, I am burnt out and overwhelmed and depressed. Mm -hmm. So I've decided to take my own self on a healing journey and I'm doing only things that contribute to my inner peace. And, um, I'm trying to get my physical, mental, and spiritual health in alignment, like a pie chart with Mm -hmm. equal slices. And so, uh, yesterday that consisted of getting my chakras aligned and a crystal massage. Uh, excuse me, I'm not trying to sound fancy. <laughs> 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 <don't> clearly, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> Tiffany, because like, you're not. <sighs> um, but I did, and I forced Drew to go, and he was in H E L L, but I was in heaven. So basically, you lay down, and they play singing bowls for six minutes to fix the vibrations in your body and attune your disalignment. And they give you an aura reading by you put your hands on this magical machine and it tells you what color you are. And I was green, which means that I'm a social teacher, a nurturer. I love nature and people. Which I probably do love nature, but I just don't go out there. And so she was explaining to me that Um, So my happiness, overall happiness level was like a 20 out of 100. (gasps) And I was like, that seems a little much, to be honest with you. And she said that kids are always up in the hundreds. Always. She said because they're carefree, they don't have fears, um, and they're naive. And she said it's because they play outside. has a lot to do with it. She's like, so get out in nature. Take your shoes off hang out by a tree, breathe in the fresh air. I was like, done. So anyway, then they put uh, specific crystals on each of my chakras. And um, Can you tell us where those are? Because I don't know. uh, There's seven of them. Uh And there's a root chakra, which is like your pelvis area. Mm -hmm. Um, A uh, belly one. Uh I forget what it's called. And then there's like a heart one. There's solar... I could Google it, but then there's one in your throat Mm -hmm. and then there's one at the crown of your head and you know, uh, so what they believe is there's spinning points of energy in each of these areas and sometimes one can be spinning out of control and sometimes one can be not spinning at all and it causes you to be out of balance. And so according to some people's beliefs, not necessarily mine, but I love the idea of it, um, different Crystals from the earth harness different uh, powers that work for different chakras. Mm -hmm. So there's specific crystals, you know, that they say can clear your throat and stuff. So they just put them on there and then they play singing bowls and the vibrations of the singing bowls are supposed to vibrate something. And then and then you get a massage, a blissful massage so that your physical body can be aligned as well as your inner body. (laughs) and i don't know um anything other than it was a magical experience and i felt weightless i felt like i floated to the car mm. and so much so that i i came home and i'm like children let's go to the beach and watch the sunset <laughs> and so i took my kids to the beach to watch the sunset and i wore a flowy dress and it, it was a very windy day at the beach, and I closed my eyes, and I breathed in the fresh air, and I put my feet into the sand and listened to the waves, and um, I felt like the freest I've felt in a very long time. Yeah, that's my happy place, too.
0: It's if, not mine,
1: usually, yeah. at all.
0: Well, I think it's great, though, that you found some peace there.
1: Oh, yeah, because it was, like, empty. The beach was empty. Mm-hmm. And the thing I don't like about it is how many people there are. And how long of a walk it is to get from the car to the beach. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> um, but it was empty and the kids had so much fun. It, they were like, I've never seen my kids like that. They were so happy. And I was like, this is just, this is amazing.
0: Yeah. So you had an aura reading, a chakra alignment, and a crystal massage. Somebody was asking the specific names. So look, I am a big believer into each their own. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would ever get my chakras aligned, but I love that you went to do it and you found peace and you found comfort in it. Cause I think the important thing when we're feeling the way you're feeling overwhelmed Mm and like sort of spinning and out of control, you have to find something
1: to bring you back to center. Cause I do believe in that. Like I do believe. Yeah. I'm on a mission to find what brings me joy wherever I can find it. Mm -hmm. And, um, So yeah, so that's what that's what's up. I've been I've been praying to my higher power and just asking to get me out of my own will. And um, I'm, I'm just on a journey to find what works for me. And that's what I love about you, Meredith, is that you're open minded. I know how you feel about crystals and stuff like that. But the fact that you still support me in, in my journey of what brings me joy in the moment. That's why we're friends.
0: No, I, and I, I even bought some crystals when we were together and I keep them right on my desk Mm
1: -hmm. so I
0: can see them and they're there together. And I just believe that, you know, it's, it's a lot of times it's really hard for us to get out of our own way Mm -hmm. and you have to find things that can get you, get you out of your own ways, whatever that is. And I am a believer in, in connecting and my favorite place is to be sitting with my feet in the sand and listening to the ocean, because there's something about listening to the waves. And it's kind of like, it just kind of, I am the least chill person and it is the one place that I can feel chill because I'm so high strung just as an individual. Yeah. All right. So I think I, I do think I do wish you luck and, and I wish you well on this journey. And I know that, part of the reason I believe that you're feeling this way is just because you're such a creative soul. And this past year has been such a creative soul suck Mm. that I think it's just a matter of time. Things are, I think we are coming out of this. So I think you're doing a really good job in preparing yourself to be sort of back into the world in a way. And I think that 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 is in fact, going to bring you, um, the creative, uh,
1: what's the word? Even that—that's a little scary too for me, though. Yeah, things going back to normal. Yeah, which I know sounds weird, but it's like kind of when I we were in quarantine and stuff. It was like you had an excuse, you know? It's like, well, you can't do anything, you can't go anywhere. This is your life now, and now it's like, okay, no excuses. Get back out there. Get back to work. Get and it's like, dang, wait, I—I've had this excuse for like a year. I'm not ready to go back out in the real you world. You
3: know what's? You know what's interesting that. I just realized earlier this morning actually I was I was chatting with Phil. Um he was talking about you guys on the podcast. I'm just kidding. No, but we were we were talking about how I, I mentioned that I have the pleasure of working with both of you and that you both have high anxiety <clears throat> but the manifestations are polar opposites. I can tell when she's super anxious. Because she's so in your face, and I can tell when you're super anxious because you don't read emails, right? Like they're they're wow. they're, and I never thought of it that way, right? It's just like someone's anxious; they're anxious, but the way it's more important to know how it manifests versus that they're anxious, wow.
0: right? Like when you get anxious, you don't want to get out of your Corella De Ville blanket. Mm-hmm. When I get anxious, I can't sit still. I'm wow. going 150 miles an hour and I'm doing a million different things.
1: Interesting. So we do, we
0: do, we do do it differently, but it's still anxiety. It's just yeah. how it, you know, because like Brian, our youngest, is a super high anxiety kid and he is in your face. Why are you laughing?
2: <laughs> it's a blippy nail.
0: <laughs> Why do you have blippy nails? What's a blippy? It's a kid's show. <laughs> does, does he have nails that look like No, it's, those are the colors, blue and orange. Oh. And, we,
1: <laughs> and there's this whole controversy about his past that really isn't the focus today. It's interesting. Google it.
0: No, because you know Blippy, I've never seen Blippy.
1: You don't want to see. they were Florida it, Gator Halloween nails. Okay, first was... of all, I
0: just picked two of my favorite colors, and now I have blippy nails. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to go change the colors. Thanks for putting that up there, Dave. I needed that. I have lippy nails. No, I Freaking just, this blippy. is my favorite color.
1: And this I know you say that's other teal, color. but I feel like somebody lied. It is.
0: It is. Where's the camera?
1: That's teal.
0: That's more sky blue. Exactly. It's actually called Island Oasis, say. but fine. Island Oasis? It looks bluer on the camera for some reason. <laughs> It's definitely cute. whatever. They're beautiful. I don't even want I don't even want go Gators. Shut up, you guys. I mean, <laughs> whatever. I don't even watch sporting events. So you, you whatever. Maybe it's the Miami Dolphins. Who knows? I don't know.
2: Miami Dolphins.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I Apparently, they're they're I don't I don't know even know how to go to the nail salon. But yeah, no.
1: I have no room to talk about nails.
0: It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So anyway, I was saying Brian, our our youngest, has very high anxiety. So he, like last night, he asked Dave or the night before he asked Dave, I don't know how many times did he ask you to throw the ball? And you said after dinner, right? And so like throughout the entire meal while Dave is chewing, we, we still going to throw the ball, right? And he's like, yes, but we're still eating two seconds later. So after dinner, we're gonna throw that ball, right? And it's like, yep, we said we would. Why? Well, I, I see you're still eating. At what point are we gonna throw the ball? <laughs> after I finish chewing my food, like it's. And he is like me. He's in your face, so it's like if you said you were gonna do it and you're not doing it, and it's like, well, that's because I'm still trying to eat this meal that I just sat down to eat three minutes ago. So it is. It's it's a anxiety is a fun little game you get to play day in and day out. That's why he was fixated on the test last night. Yes. He's nervous about his FSA testing. Oh, so he kept God. coming out and asking questions about parallelograms. And <laughs> I
1: think it's such donkey crap that they're testing kids this I know. year. Like, That's what I said. The year itself is the test. We survived. Yeah. What more do you want from me? Exactly. If we're on the side of the
0: dirt, I feel like it was good. So then this is what I do because I'm a terrible parent who knows nothing about math or <laughs> shapes. And he comes out and he's like, what do you call a five-sided whatever? And I'm like, a pentagram. And just- Jeff was like, "No, that's the sign of the devil," and I'm like, "What?" And he, I was like, "No, it's a, the pentagram." And she's like, "That's a pentagon." And no, don't go to school and tell your teacher that you're going to draw the <laughs> pentagram. And I was like, "Oh, I forgot. That's definitely a devil
1: sign." So sorry, funny. sorry. Also, about can that. I, I overthink everything. And I just want to say, when I say we survived, and Meredith said, "Yeah, we're if we're on this side of the dirt, we're good." I just want to acknowledge that I wasn't referring to the you're overthinking
0: stop itself
1: I meant the stress of the year not the what is it called not the virus because a lot of people aren't on the side of the dirt it's sad Mm -hmm. and I don't want to make it like we're insensitive
0: no this was this was such a hard year for everybody I mean everybody's life was altered this year. It was a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's what I meant. More like... They actually had... What was the word that the, my friend sent me, the email, and she said, you have to read this. You are in this spot. What was that called? Do you remember? I'll look it up. I'll look it up. All right. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited because this weekend we're having a girls' trip. It's our first one in over a year. And my friend Fun. Jeva is here, and we have our other friends coming in, Dana and Lori and Mia. And... We are kind of all over the place. And I, the funny thing is, you know, I didn't know any of these people. I didn't meet anybody in quote unquote real life. Every person in this group is an internet friend. So people are always like, do you have any real friends that you met in real life? And it's like, mm-hmm. no, I don't I don't think so. Like we met online, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this group of gals, uh, we all met online. But now we talk every day in a thread and we vacation at least once we try to do twice a year. So Jebba is here and I've been wanting to have Jeba on the podcast for a while because Jebba uh, is a 90 day fiance, half of a 90 day fiance, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh, such a long story, but um, I'm
2: Indian and so I guess... Back, you would call it an arranged marriage, but it's not like what you think an arranged marriage would be. Now you can have um control of the situation, say no, meet the person. It's not like married at first sight right. Mm. but um Unbu, my husband, he was actually the seventh guy that I met because I just it's such an overwhelming process. And scary for somebody coming into their 20s to be meeting somebody that you want to commit to for the rest of your life. Where do they find the guys? So back then there wasn't eHarmony or, you know. And who finds them? Internet. Your parents, aunts and uncles, different people. Stop pastors, it. Yeah.
1: And they're like, hey, we're going to stop by. We've got a potential for Jebba. And then they bring a guy and you meet him and you're like, "Mm, no. I
2: have some stories because at the same time, I'm going through like a rebellious streak or whatever, trying to find my own identity, which is what you're supposed to do when you're in college and trying to figure out what you want to do. At home, we were living this whole Indian lifestyle going to school being totally americanized cultures are clashing expectations are different from society cuz everybody's falling in love in college mm-hmm. and getting married and that didn't happen for me um so what my one of my friends had a really good wedding and that's what happened my dad was like and i'm a bridesmaid and he's like yeah i'm going to bring this guy to the wedding i was like that's so weird this guy random guy is going to watch me walk down this aisle in a pretty dress and i've never i don't know him never met him that would have been the did first you, time
1: did you know that's why they were bringing him or was she yes. like i'm just bringing were, a friend
2: no they were open about that but um, there was one time we were going to the fair. It was, it's just like dating. Like, it's just like a first date. But you're meeting Kinda. these people with your parents. Mm. Wow. <laughs> but looking back, you, you realize, I mean, it was such an intense time. But you realize, because you're still f- trying to figure stuff out. And I think people should get married later in life. After they figure out Stuff about themselves Mm. But um, I was not Personally I was not mature enough To make a decision I don't think about love And I thought the definition of love Was supposed to be what you see on Hallmark (laughs)
0: Mm. And this is me
2: 16 years later Um, And I know that Love is a commitment It's an everyday choice to stay together.
1: Okay, wait. So you're at, you're at the wedding, in Anbu is that his name? Yes.
2: No, you're- that was a different guy. Anbu, okay, guy just number kidding. seven.
0: So how okay. did you get introduced to Anbu?
2: So Anbu, I actually met him in India. So I traveled to India
1: to to meet him. So so but- how are you? A ninety day.
2: Um, U.S. law, so it's um, when you bring them on a fiancé visa, you have 90 days for that fiancé visa before it expires to marry an American citizen.
1: So you were an American citizen. Mm -hmm. He was from India. Yep. Oh, okay. Right, because they're both from India. Right, right? but like who would be the... the Mm -hmm traveling person yeah so
0: right like you know what i'm saying so which family member introduced you to him and how did that come about
2: my aunt found him but in the end um people know him also so my other uncle knew of his family and so we try i trusted my aunt because she was the one um that was i don't know the most americanized In our family, she went to school in Oxford where my parents were still in India. And so I remember the first day she came to our house, we were little kids, and she had jeans and my parents were like, oh my gosh, (laughs)
1: because
2: it was a big, it was taboo for back then for Indian women to wear jeans. Wow. Now things have changed so much. For the better? For the better, definitely. Okay.
1: Um, I feel like I have so many questions. I know, me too. I still have questions. Now, what do they base it on? What do they base the matches on?
2: Um, so they, just education and how they were brought up, religion. Sometimes they still use have you ever heard of the caste system? Mm-hmm. sometimes they still use that
0: it's a social hierarchy
2: mm-hmm.
0: but there's a there's a big word so it's, it's you want to explain it Java a little bit There's
2: a lot of tradition built into it that even even those parameters are going by the wayside as we keep moving forward but um there there Is- was a caste system where you had. You know, just like she said, social hierarchy, where you are in life as a family unit.
1: Got it. Like middle class, class, high class. Yeah.
2: But that caste system is based on like thousands of years of tradition and where you were back then is where you're still placed.
1: Got it. So when your aunt brought your guy around, were you like, oh, yeah, right away? Or were you like, let me see? Can you not say because okay, so, oh, you're together still?
2: Mm-hmm. No, no, no. So you have parameters. Ne- I mean, because you get to be choosy, right? In situations like this. So I, I wanted him to have straight teeth. He doesn't have straight teeth. And um, he has a really thick accent. All those things have changed now. And it's, we're totally, th- this is our seventh year and it's our best year. We're like high school kids in love. Cute. Yeah. So you have like a list yep.
1: of requirements. I wanted him to love
2: football because I was obsessed back then. Ooh. And now I could care less about football. But that was one of my requirements. See, Because you mean, change. Yeah. Um, I also am really rooted in faith. So I was trying to figure that out because that was a big part of our family unit. And my parents were um you know they want you to do things this way, this way, this way. In Indian culture you you try not to go against what your parents say, but at the same time, I'm in college, right? And you have all this freedom and so I was trying to figure out myself then. But when it came to unbu, I was like I was in a place where I felt more grounded. I was able to accept the fact that maybe this is how I'm going to find my guy. Because, you know, society says that's not how you're supposed to do it. Or American society says that. So how long were you
0: guys together in India before you brought him over to the U.S. on the 90-day fiancé visa?
2: I was there for 17 days.
0: (gasps) Oh, That's it? You had 17 days with him and then together.
2: But then we had a year where we talked on the
0: phone. So you hung out for 17 days, then you went back. Mm-hmm. And you guys literally built the relationship by chatting on the phone. Yep. Wow.
1: No. When does the fiance come into play?
2: After he arrives. So it's the minute you arrive in the country, you have ninety days.
1: So you like you went to India to meet him. You spent seven day, 17 days with oh, him. You oh, came back. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, he's like, I love you. Let's get married. And you're like, Yeah, let's do that. And then he flew here. And then that's when it started. So he, he flew had-
2: here first. And then, but we always knew. But my parents told him that he has, you know, American girls want you to propose. So, because oh, you don't do no that point. in India? No, not really. You don't get down on one knee. No, it's all done like this. Like your parents set everything up. And they say, do you want to marry this person? And you say yes or no. And then you're engaged.
1: That'd be so much easier, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) Than having to make that decision. You just blame it on your parents if it goes wrong.
2: Oh, (laughs) I did for a long time. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So the first after we got married we he went straight to residency in New York City. Could you imagine living in what the does city? That mean?
0: He's a doctor. He's a doctor. So oh, he had to do man. his
2: residency in New York City. We lived in a studio apartment that was almost I think it was less than 600 square feet. So we mm-hmm. have nowhere to go to get away from each other. We're trying to yeah. figure out Who this other person is in your living space.
1: Wild. It was crazy. I can kind of relate. (laughs) 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 I uh I married Drew five months after medium and I had a baby in me. And uh I'm like, what did I what am I doing? What did I do? Is this even the right guy? We don't know, but it's too late Mm -hmm. now, so we'll see how it goes.
3: I, I was gonna ask sorry, Tiffany, not to change direction. I was done. The the
1: okay, that's what she (laughs) said.
3: What was the craziest thing that happened with the previous six? With any of the previous six?
1: How do you let them down? I so many questions.
2: So this is going to sound so bad, but it's not as bad as it sounds now. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) and like seventeen years, we're just so happy and everything worked out so good. But um, there was one guy that came. I'm shorter. I'm 4'11". My sister is 5'4". She's younger than me. By about a year and a couple months. So he's like, I'll just marry her instead because she's a little
1: taller. Is that an option?
2: No. I mean, but you know, if you're trying to match things up and they think that you're too short. So he's like,
1: I'm just going to marry that one? Yeah, but my parents I'd be do like screwed. That. Everybody yeah. would be picking my sister, dude. Aw, <laughs> they're not allowed to do that, are they?
2: Well, I mean, yes, it depends. No, so you can't just be like,
1: I don't want that one. I want that one. Like, yeah, that's what one the, thing that
2: happened? Um, was
1: your sister in, uh, in the market for a hubby?
2: No, not back then. No, and she did not have an arranged marriage. By the way, she recently got
1: married. Do your are your parents like bummed?
2: No, they're just happy <laughs> she got
1: married. <laughs> True. Okay, so how do you how do you how do you decide? Do you tell the person in their face, this is not going to work out? Do you slip them a note? Do you just stop talking to them? Cuz that's what I would do. I
2: let my parents do all of that. I mean
1: <sighs> I like that.
2: I was not going to say yes anyways. I mean, the whole time I'm doing this on the side, I'm still like I'm going to date. I'm going to find my own guy. You know, all that is still happening while I'm in college.
0: Hmm. So, well, I think, I just think the whole entire thing is interesting because I do think what you've, st- what you started out by saying is love is a choice and you choose it every day. Mm-hmm. And even if you meet somebody, like, and you're not, or it's not arranged or it's not some, like, yeah. it's still, it's the same thing. Like, it's a choice. You have to choose to be involved and committed and, and do the work because there's way more work in a marriage than you anticipate when you get married.
2: It's the same thing as e-harmony. I mean, now you realize that it's the same thing as e-harmony, but your parents are involved in and they know you the best, right? And they're putting the whole heart and attraction bit of it
1: aside and just looking but- at do your parents know you best, though? Yeah, that's true, right? Is it different? Maybe it's different in India, but my mom was in the dork about most of the stuff I was thinking and doing. Like, she didn't know. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's different in India. Maybe you're very close with your parents and you share things with them and you're not sneaking around and doing drugs. And We
2: are really close. <laughs>
1: experimenting with women.
2: <laughs> but at the same time, they were in the dark about a lot of things because they, they had so many boundaries that were, we thought was too overly
1: protective
2: so we try to break those as much as possible
1: very cool do you share your story anywhere like generally
2: this is the first time actually yeah not a lot of people know but we sit in recent you know as we're falling more in love or maybe even falling in love again and people are like how did you guys find each other you know we tell them yeah Um, but you're a a writer right Yes, I claim to
1: be a writer. Yeah, yeah. you should write about this. I'd yeah. be interested. I have so many questions. I'll I, I, give you prompts. I'll yeah. write down all the questions <laughs> I have, and you can answer them in a book, and I'll buy
3: it. Tiffany, you have a great podcast that you could ask your questions through.
1: <laughs> I do. You're on. Well, it, I feel like Tiffany. I'm taking over, and it's Meredith. Meredith's the one who's super excited about this subject. No, no I, I'm, I was, I'm I was going to say,
3: I, I actually think that you, I, I wonder what the stats are on arranged marriage versus not because Mm. just the mindset, right? You meet someone, you're half drunk in a bar and you're like, I like that one. And, (laughs) you know, you're so in love and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's just a feeling. And then you, you don't think you have to put the work in because you had that feeling that one time when you were, you know, hammered and versus going in with the expectation of I have to make this work. Right, just because you're you don't know the person and you're you're working and choosing to work at it, I I, I got to think that it's you got to have better
0: odds.
2: They're so low. I think it's maybe even two four percent something like that is the divorce rate. But as
0: I'm gonna Google that right now while you What? Is yeah, that it's true. So low.
2: What percent? it was? Are they happy? A lot of some people are miserable, but it's yeah. for them marriage is more i don't know
1: obligation i have an ignorant question and i i don't know if it's in india or not i'm assuming india sounds like they're like kind of chill about their things like they're becoming more um open obviously if you have a choice right that means that <gasps> java it's not- you're four percent But I've seen videos where there's women like sobbing and screaming and crying on their wedding day. And it's like the most devastating thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Is that, does that happen? Or is that in a place that's more strict?
2: There are. Okay. So as the internet and TV is becoming more prevalent in every house in India, you know, I feel like things have gotten better. But when I was growing up you would hear about um women being oppressed Mm -hmm. in the smaller villages. It's it's weird. India's broken up to where you like have the big cities and then a bunch of smaller villages. And some of those villages are exactly how you sound how it sounds, you know. No electricity, it's third world.
0: So I just got this stat, as you were saying this, Jebba, 55% of all marriages across the globe are arranged. Wow. 55% of all marriages that happen are arranged marriages. India, however, has a rate of arranged marriages up to 90% of the time. So it's obviously extremely commonplace. You just At a certain age, you are told that you're going to marry and it's arranged. Now, your situation was a little bit different because you guys were living in the U.S. Yes. And actually flew back over to India to to arrange this marriage at your request. Whereas in most cases, I'm wondering if it's a request or not.
2: I think it happens both ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But 4% is crazy because it's still, it's just over the, well, this year, I feel like I feel like the pandemic did not help the divorce rate. Um, what is the current divorce rate? Let's see. I don't know if it went over fifty percent. I think it's been
1: fifty-two or something,
0: hasn't it? Well, let's see.
3: So, is it's there ever still at fifty? Do they ever? I mean, what are different ways? I don't know how to ask this properly. That the husband and the wife are introduced, like, like here they have like speed dating. Do they have like? Speed arranged marriage night, and (coughs) you know, (laughs) you go from table to table. And
2: well, I know for me, I mean, there it depends, there could be a lot of tradition involved where you have to dress up in traditional clothing. Um, but that wasn't the case for me, and they knew they couldn't push that line. (laughs) But, um, one of the things I did to be rebellious against my parents was I, I colored my hair. Like every other week I would bleach it, have snicker-colored hair. But in India, that was seen as a protein deficiency because everybody has black hair. Mm. So I remember um, I, I went there to meet three guys, I think. And I remember the first time I was on the plane with my parents and my mom is asking me to change in the bathroom because I have holy jeans. And um, I had to color my hair back to black before we left to meet. Because that's the first impression is so important.
0: Mm. So uh, then I was going to ask, somebody in the comments asked, Do you think you would try and sway Sophia, your daughter, to do an arranged marriage?
2: I don't know. We're definitely going to be more open to however she wants to find her person. And I think I want to say that even though my marriage was arranged, 100% I believe that I would have found Unbu either way
1: because cute so I
2: mean I could say that now <laughs> don't ask me that like seven years ago but um he was the person that God had made for me from the beginning and you know we we've been through so much yeah. together as a couple mm-hmm. um living in the studio apartment going doing residency and you should look up the um divorce rate for people who marry doctors and have to go through Residency because it's so high. It has to
0: be. Yeah. They're never home. Yep. Yeah.
1: I've been watching Grey's Anatomy. I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah, it's true.
0: You got some firsthand knowledge there, Tiff, huh?
1: Yep. Doctor <laughs>
0: Bailey's husband left her. I couldn't take it.
2: <laughs> and then while we're in residency, um, we get pregnant and we lose our first daughter in New York oh, City due to so premature. Sad. And that's what the children's book I wrote about is about. But. That's how we met.
1: Say it. Plug it. What's the name? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, my sister is my guardian angel. It's about what my angel baby Isabella and Sophia, my daughter on Earth, what they do together during the day, even (sighs) though they're not together, they're always together. Oh my god! And I wrote it, um, so that Sophia would have had a connection. But it's what actually brought me out of a deep dark. I, it's something I didn't know I needed to do. Yeah. And then when I did it, I was just free of that dark cloud.
1: Yeah. And now I she has a legacy. But What's she doing? I'm not sure. I think that's so, that had to be like a very therapeutic experience. And yes. like, look at the doors that opened. You met Meredith, right? Yep. I, how did that happen about the, I mailed the her book? the book. Ah. Oh.
2: And you know how she is. She's just She wants to help anybody she can.
1: Yeah. She's got a bad rep on the streets, but she really is a nice what? person. Yeah.
2: And she wears people. this cactus shirt, but she's just a big <laughs> teddy bear. That's what I'm
1: saying. It's true. I tell people all the time.
2: But anyways, in that in all of that, um y- He was stronger than I was, and so I needed him to help pull me up every day. Mm. And then we moved um, back to Texas, closer to my parents, so that Sophia could be with them. And, I mean, like I said, if if I didn't find him through my parents, I really feel like I would have found him. And I did used to complain to my parents every day. He would do something to make me bat- mad, and I'd be like, this is all your fault.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. I do the same thing. I have a inappropriate question. What if an arranged marriage, one of the spouses cheats on the other person? Then what happens? Like, the parents who arranged it, do they pull you out of it? Do you have to work through it?
2: Again, I just think it depends...
1: It's very different each time for yeah. each family. It's not like some a set people law are so
2: Rule. in tradition. You know, um, India is built on years and years of these traditions. So some people are just so rooted in that. Some people are more open.
1: So what about like the ones who are super rooted, like who go by the book? What it like? Yes, what does they it would say have about once adultery. you are
2: tied together, you are tied together,
1: oh. no matter what.
2: Well, let Jabba hold it up. You're Give it to Jabba. You're right. No, oh, thank you. There it is. And that's wow. Isabella and that's Sophia. That's
1: and so Sophia beautiful. actually
2: helped me write a lot of this
1: book. Oh, her name's on there. Look. Yes. That's so cute. Yeah. When she... And where's it available?
2: On Amazon and Perfect. my website. Which is um, www.myangelbooks.com.
0: Cool. Yeah. When, when Jeb sent me that and I opened it up and I read it, I was just like, I don't know, as a mom, you get gutted mm. first thing. Cause you empathize with this, with this woman who has, you know, does something goes through this loss that you can't fathom. And then I, I we just started talking cause I like emailed you back or something. And I was like, I just read your book and oh my gosh. And then we just, we just started talking.
1: Have people reached out to you and said that it helps the sibling still here on earth, like cope and understand it and feel.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, people come up to me, like I've done a couple of women's conferences and it's still not an easy thing or a subject people want to talk about. It makes people uncomfortable, but almost. One in four women have gone through this. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how do you tell your your kids here on Earth that they have siblings in heaven?
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: And it it helps moms also, I think, because
1: it's a nice thought. Yeah, like to think that that I haven't read the book, which I'm going to now, even though it's (laughs) going to destroy me, and I'm already vulnerable, but. I um I think it's a beautiful idea that they're playing together.
2: And she does chores in heaven. <laughs> like she has to hang up her angel gowns. Oh really? Yeah, Sophia was super jealous that she has to do chores down here.
1: Oh yeah. So she
2: want to make her Cute. sister do chores up there.
0: Oh, that sibling rivalry. Rivalry, yeah. huh? <laughs> I love it. Well, I just I thought it was um perfect timing for you to be here for our trip and then we could have you on the podcast and we could talk a little bit about this because it is a really interesting topic it's a really interesting conversation which is why i think they made the show right while tlc has 90 day fiance and you know the whole married at first sight thing is just a social experiment i wouldn't even call that a that's a straight up social experiment What's the other show you were watching (sighs) naked and afraid Naked and Afraid, I love, but that's no, also a social experiment. No, another social experiment. The circle? Marriage. No, that's not about marriage. No.
3: The, the one, Love is Blind. Love is
0: Blind, love is blind yes. was another social experiment. I just find these, I find social experiments very interesting because you, you think you know how people are going to react, and you never do. Now, with 90 Day Fiance, and the premise, obviously, of that show, and, like, you telling your story about how you chose to have your parents, your family, do an arranged marriage for you, that's not a social experiment. This is a person who says, I've come to terms with how I feel like I want to meet someone. And then the family does a lot of legwork to figure out logically what the best match is. So I feel like that I watch these shows for different reasons, and I feel like I, I really enjoy the 90 Day Fiance, you know, quote unquote plot line because you see these people that are really trying to find some sort of a true connection and uh, you know however they find that person whether it's through family or whatever but the process itself is interesting because when you hit the go button 90 days is a very short period of time to get together and be married and did you guys have a big traditional Indian wedding
2: we had a big traditional
0: American wedding American wedding okay
2: Fourteen thousand roses. I could still smell the chapel. Oh. It was my amazing. Gosh. All this to say, um, Tiffany, and to your point, I had I have the best parents. They have nothing but my best interest at heart. And they didn't want me to mess this up, this big life decision. <laughs> but I wouldn't change – I really wouldn't change anything that happened. No regrets. And if Sophie wants to do this, I'm totally going to help her out and and do it for her.
0: Oh, so that'll – so she – but have you explained this to her? Does she know? Oh, she knows, yeah. Okay.
3: How how old is she? 12. You know, I know this wiry little (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) 10-year-old.
1: I mean, just imagine, though, your parents – Having all the life knowledge that they've acquired, knowing know. what it takes yeah. to have a successful life, intervening with your lusty young mind. Exactly. Being That's like, my point. That makes sense now that I'm thinking about it. Like they can get past all the, um, what lust I guess is the word, and like leading with or the other Hallmark body parts. the type
2: of love.
1: Yeah. And like get, be like, okay, but you're going to need to pay your bills and you're going <laughs> to need someone with a 401k. And like, it makes sense now. Cause I'd love, it wasn't until you said that about making the decision for Sophia, I'm thinking about my kids and like, if I got to pick, they'd be straight. I'd go right. I'd find a doctor and be like, this is him. This is the one you want this one. She's like, but I love that drug addict in a halfway house. On the street. And I'm like, listen, life experience. We don't need to do that. You could go with this doctor. I'm just kidding. It worked out great for me, but it was a one in a million. And the kids always listen, right? Yeah, Uh, Yeah.
0: exactly. They always listen to us because we know better than them. Oh, wait, no, that's (laughs) not what they
1: think. (laughs) All right. Thanks for sharing with us and being so open.
0: This was so wonderful. I'm so glad that um, we got to have this chat on here because I've been we've been talking about this, I feel like for probably the better part of a year.
2: Yeah, we've been
0: talking (laughs) about having you on and, uh, you know, just trying to figure out uh excuse me. The best way to do that. So I'm glad you got to be in person, in studio, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so fancy. I thank mean, thank
2: you for having me. Well, and listening to my story.
0: We, we, you know, I love you, and uh, we. Uh, I do too. <laughs> I'm not going to speak for Mrs. DeVille, but, um, (laughs) we, uh, we, we will definitely have you on again, but, um, go find Jebba Jebba's books on Amazon or at her website, www.myangelbooks.com. And you can also follow over on Facebook as well at, um, is that at my angel books? It is. Right? Because yep. it says my sister, my guardian yes, angel at the top, but, but it but the angels. tag is at my angel books. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, and yes, we did have a late night last night. Jebba and I got a little <sighs> rowdy. Over. We got a little rowdy. Um, we got really excited to see each other because it had been a while. And we ended up playing a mean game of Connect Four. Pool. <clears throat> and then we played pool. And then we attempted to play darts. But which was too dangerous. We which should is not. <laughs> which is not... Which did not end well. And then we were just like, you know, we should just go to bed. But at that point, it was really late. It was like midnight. I mean, Tiffany, I had Ruth's mouth opened up. (laughs) One point I know. Looking down, she kept thinking Ruth had eaten the darts, and I was like, I don't think Ruth ate a whole dart. I was like, Let me find it. So I'm, I'm crawling oh, around God. on the floor, you know, oh. like, poor you know, and, oh, poor Dave for sure. Dave was like, You guys really started this girl tr- girls trip
1: early, didn't you? I, I was
0: Like, <laughs> we're like, we got four more days. I know. I was like, Well, what are you
1: gonna do? That's so cute. I'm so happy for you. So we I, did. You needed we, friends in your life.
0: Yeah, we did find the dart. Ruth didn't need it. It was fine. <laughs>
1: so funny, yeah. So. Okay, we'll make sure that uh, you join us next week for another episode of Take It
0: or Leave It, an advice-ish Bye. podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have no, no idea, idea what, what we're, what we're doing. doing. See you next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.